Hi and welcome to Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we are going to talk about a little bit about body magic, but a lot about planetary and collective healing. Hi. <laughs> so uh, I really feel that this is a very present topic, but if you're tuning in sometime in the far, far future, I feel like it's still a resonant and essential thing to talk about. How do we create a body, like a physical body of integrity that can withstand a lot of crises, a lot of like stress, right? A lot of change within our immediate environments. That's number one. And number two, how can you interface with like the collective energies? How does prayer work for the collective, right? How do you channel... uh? You know, hopelessness, anger, grief, uh, rage. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say anger twice. <laughs> In a really healthy way. And how do you go about engaging with such difficult topics such as war and genocide in a spiritually integrated manner? Meaning you're, you're not uprooted, you're not too exhausted. Um, we do not want people... It's the classic healthcare worker a dodge of if you don't keep yourself healthy, if you don't keep yourself, you know, sane, it would be hard to keep marching forward. So this is why it's very important that we discuss things about uh the nuances of this and the how these things work on an energetic, magical, mythic level, so that if you do any kind of work for the collective, for praying for other people, ushering any of the uh, dying and dead souls, that you're solid, <laughs> okay? That you're solid. You don't try anything too difficult, okay? So that's going to be part one and two of the podcast. already invited everybody's guides over, and let's start, okay? Um, By the way, this is just... um. Uh, a side note, I really believe that knowledge, true knowledge and true wisdom is power. Good questions is power. And that a lot of our themes with the Pluto, solar flares, a lot of the Uranus stuff, all of these upending of these giant ways of being and doing, right? A lot of upending, right? So it's a lot of power structures being restructured, right? And I really feel that for me and my system, uh, wisdom is a big contributor to what makes you powerful. If you know what's true, what you, you know what works, you know how to take care of yourself, you know what is real, right? you are in an empowered state. And what I'm trying to feel into or feed into for people who are listening into this podcast is that they can really answer within themselves where this power lie within them. Because we cannot empower each other. Yes, we cannot sit in our power. We cannot lean into our power if we also don't recognize the nature of how power arrives for us so for example you're a heavy venusian and power to you arrives through like a very beautifully curated art piece through arts humanity poems um if you're somebody who has a lot of power behind their plans and structures so maybe you have like a strong virgo energy and you're like a big organizer you're very meticulous i really just want you to lean into that <laughs> okay yes so i i will be offering a lot of ideas ways to think about empowerment through this episode on a body level and on a collective level so that uh, we go through these transitions not feeling so uprooted and, you know, maybe feeling, you know, not so hopeless and feeling like we've got a shot, we've got a stake, we've got participation in what is happening, right? Okay, yeah, so I hope the part of you that feels activated by all of this that feels activated in wanting to do something, will really lean into and recognize our own gifts and how we are being called to participate. Yeah? 
All right, all right. Transition music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's start with body magic. Okay, so I feel like your usual witch, uh, intuitive practitioner, mystic slash spiritual seeker. One of the things that bogs them down a lot, like physically incapacitates you, is when you have physical ailments. So it could be something uh, as you know, normalized as picos, uh, really shitty migraines, right? It could be something as, you know, a specific organ being deficient. So maybe, you know, diabetes is hard or you have a specific kind of skin rash. So anyway, um, it's very debilitating when these things arrive to you. And the thing is, a lot of karma, energy, cleansing, purging does manifest physically, right? Because it's easier. Sometimes it's just easier. Um, like, if I gave you the choice, if you'll stub your toe and limp for a bit versus you'll emotionally grieve someone you lost, like, which one would you pick? The physical one seems, like, easier sometimes, right? People don't um, necessarily have uh, you and people don't necessarily have as much attachment around physical pain as like a psychic phenomena, right? That's why it happens more often, right? Now, I know that's kind of like a big idea, <laughs> but um, people, people, it's usually easier to burn. It's easier to burn karma when it manifests physically. So a lot of people, when they have some physical trials, it was a subconscious or conscious choice because they didn't want to like emotionally, spiritually, energetically move through it. So it's just happening physically because the physical metaphor is kind of like easier to interface with, right? So if someone's injured physically, it's kind of... It's kind of more literal and obvious to care for them because they are physically, you know, fucked up. And in the same way that, for example, someone's going through a lot of trials when it's their kidneys failing, when they can't walk, when they're actually in an accident and injured, the the impetus to care becomes so much more direct and literal. And that's why spirit manifests and transcends into a physical ailment okay yeah yeah okay so i wanted to talk about that because i feel like a lot of people when we do spell work and energy work meditation we address a lot of emotional wounds psychological wounds psyche wounds a lot of subtle etheric stuff right it's like past life karma or we're you know, emotional self-worth, right? The thing is, the the breadboard of your body, like it's a switchboard, right? Is so intelligent, right? It has a lot of locked trauma, locked karma. It has a lot of potencies. And the thing is, what I would say is that it's like you're driving a Ferrari, right? And you have the best high-octane fuel. You could command the highest, you know, most awesome extra-dimensional energies, right? But if your engine is old as hell, right? If it doesn't, if it physically isn't capacitated to handle that kind of jet fuel, you still kind of have like this clunky machine, okay? And this is why I want to encourage people to do spell work alongside their bodies, to really meditate, contemplate, ally themselves with their bodies, to really feel the creator, engineer, you know, caster of their, you know, you know how, okay, so Filipinos have this thing of like anthropomorphizing their, so you treat it like a person or like a pet, their their cars, it's like it's my baby okay so that's kind of how i want you to feel about your body right so you don't really feel too there's a little bit of identity with it right in the same way that you identify yourself with your house but your house is obviously not you you see what i mean it has your imprint but it's not you 
So your body is your vehicle, right? It's not you, obviously. I, I mean, for people who are still going to process that, <laughs> you take your time. But it's not you. It's a vehicle, right? But you ride it a lot. You use it a lot in the same way that you stay in your house and your office a lot. So we want to give you hardware updates so that your vehicle can adapt, hold, function. It's like your hardware of your phone can run your high-grade software, okay? And sometimes people don't really... Mm, there are a lot of subtle codes, programs um, in our pop culture or media, even just cultures in general, right? That says that the body is not miraculous or the body is incapable of doing blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's kind of like your, I wouldn't want to say enemy, but that's kind of like your starting point. Those base assumptions of what you think your body can do you know, all those negative loops of what it suffers, of how it ages, of how it creaks and how it cracks. That's kind of like the... Imagine like it's a kid, right? Imagine your knees is a child and you're like, oh, you're so old and beat up. Oh, you're failing me. Oh, you're, you keep complaining. Oh, you're so... Do, do you see this? Do, do you see how if you treat... If your body's like a puppy or like a freaking child, right? If that's the only kind of coding programs, instructions it receives of its own capacities, it is not it is not going to be resilient. It is not going to be strong. It's not going to want to ally yourself with you, right? Cuz you're kind of like, you know, a lot of these base assumptions sounds like a bully. Okay? So, Okay, so the reason why I'm giving you scripts, right, is so that you can see which ones are yummy, which ones are potent, which ones are great, right? And a lot of these are kind of like a little bit inspired by Chinese lineages, but a lot of these is also just my personal practices. If you look back at my old episodes, I have specific ones for the spine, for the organs, but this one, um, I really want to just model for people what it can sound like yeah yeah okay let's not get too ambitious and i want you to pick one of your most tricky ailments so it could be something that's been a little chronic and i want you to i've taught some of my mentees this the whole analyzing energetically what the ailment is I don't want us to get too focused on diagnosis here because this is just a podcast. Um, so what I want people to focus on is that what do you think would be supportive of you, right? So for example, uh, you feel very ungrounded and emotional during your menses, right? So your blood goes crazy, it has a lot of ups and downs. It's like a wild tide or a hurricane that doesn't understand what it wants to move through or destroy. Very feminine archetype, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to ally your womb, right? Technically with something that's grounding, something that's stable, something that's still, right? So your womb, you can imagine opening it up to the stable bedrock of the ground. You see what I mean? So it's very specific. So this is not like, yes, you could think about this, you could feel into this, but I want you to physicalize the posture of your womb, opening its mouth and almost like biting down into the earth so that it's stable. That's what I mean by organ magic. You literally, like, you literally imagine the organ behaving a specific way. Okay? So, for example, your liver is like a green old sprite. Like, it's like, it's so old, it's so tired, <laughs> it needs a spa day, right? And if, if what arrives to you is that, wow, he's so old, what about imagining the little guy? turn back time 
Like, what if you give it an elixir of youth? What if you imagine him eating rainbows? What if you imagine... And there's this really... I really want people to feel the respect and the reverence of working with these organs. So I know that some people have uh, encountered occult media that talks about psychic surgeries. And I know that some people are have greater affinity for this than others but really what i'm trying to offer you is that these organ gland functions these bodily functions have fucking magic in them is like consciousness or life wanting to become life wants to support you right and in the same way that you honor a space a food or even like a plant as it participates in your ceremony or in your life, what you're doing is that you're really bowing down to this gland, this organ, this function. So for example, you're honoring the blood that runs through your veins or you're honoring all the white blood cells in your systems, right? You re- It's like venerating your ancestors. It's like, wow, you're doing that for me. Let me praise you. Let me honor you. Let me give you things that I perceive that you might need, right? And let me just do it. I've had a lot. I've had a few people uh, when I do these kinds of work. And I ask them to pray um, and intend and use their own words. Sometimes people can feel lost, especially if... Uh, they've become agnostic or they don't really have like a strong praying discipline. They're like, Maria, I don't, I don't know how to speak to this thing. And I really want people to understand that when, when we're on a healing journey and you seek to be more authentic with yourself, with your word, with your relationships, this authenticity vibrates out of how you connect and how you speak, right? So when you seek to be more connected with your body, like with your liver, your your kidneys, your stomach, the bowing down and just being sincere is a state, right? I know that the right words can help you, right? Certain mantras and affirmations just the perfect affirmation will sometimes just hit things home but the real fucking authenticity of your heart and your being of being like hey i was wrong about berating you my dear black my dear heart my dear my dear thoracic right the sincere apology right the sincere desire to meet and a desire honor, um, the the sincere desire to honor, okay, that's gonna translate. That's the energy. That's the magic. That's the transfiguration. That's the transmutation, okay. So, I want people to feel that. I mean, I can give you like a very specific ritual, like go draw your liver and then put flowers on it. You know, pour holy water offer it to the moon on the fourth day of July. <laughs> you know, I can be very specific, right? But I really do want to encourage people and I want to teach people that your integrity, the sincerity of your heart, the fullness of your spirit, the involvement of your spirit is what gives these ceremonies power. Yeah? It's it's the biggest lever for all of these things, and thus I want f- when when we're living a more authentic life, right? It's not just the choices of your career, right, or your loved ones, or how you talk to yourself. It very much also involves how you bow down and apologize and honor. Right and repair relationships with like different things, people, memories. So anyway, I hope that sincerity really lands for people, so that when they rectify any ills with their body, right? So any kind of 
So this can be anything from body shame to illness to chronic illness to, you know, pain. Just, just a fucking reverence for it. Yeah? Will help you root and, you know, transmute everything. Another bonus note for people who have strong Scorpio energies. So for my Scorpio, the archetype of the surgeon really arrives. And I really feel specific guides help me perform surgeries. For other people, myself, I've been to specific dimensions where I did kind of study certain types of surgical techniques. Energetic, okay, not physical. Like, I'm not a physical surgeon. But um, what I'm trying to say is that if your healing discipline, right, yeah, excuse to surgery, sometimes it's herbalism, right? Or sometimes it's art, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is that try to find a mentor energy or a collaborator energy. So for example, you're doing a very tricky kidney stone thing on yourself. It's kind of hard to do self-surgery, you know what I mean? So you invite the Arca and Angel, the, the master, right? Who's really good at this specific, like the best, the best at this kind of thing. And then they can work with you on the thing. Yes, and that is available to you. That is how abundant the universe is, that you can conscript those kinds of things. Um, And yeah, and always, again, how do you conscript those things? Just be really sincere. Yeah, just be really sincere that you desire assistance, protection, wisdom, uh, assistance with the tricky thing that you're about to do. Okay, yeah, so that's it for part one on the body. So we're here on the second part of the podcast, and now we're going to talk about how to work with collective energies, how to pray for the collective and the transitions, especially with regards to a lot of these genocides, wars, a lot of these conflicts that are going on. That could be very evocative for people, right? They, they they really spring you into specific courses of action that can get you really swept up, especially if the energies are really strong. Okay, so hi. Okay, so first of all, for everybody who wants to help, I I really honor you. And I really understand that for a lot of you know, witches, spiritual practitioners, uh, people with just a very giving heart. They're like, how do I spiritually and energetically involve myself here and be really smart about things, right? That's not, you know, I don't want to discorporate myself. I don't want to hurt myself. But at the same time, I do want to send my love, my light to these situations. But how right how how what is the what are some things that i need to consider when doing these things so uh spirit told me to mention two things so first off i we want to they want me to explain altars like temporary smaller altars for specific prayers and tasks now a lot of people, their concept of the altar is maybe overly Christian or are these are things that you just worship or intone uh, certain intentions for, right? It's like a vision board, but, you know, with knickknacks. <laughs> with knickknacks and holy sacred objects. <laughs> but the thing is, when we have running intentions, passive intentions, meaning they cycle repeatedly, right? It would be nice to have a physical structure to hold the energy. I feel like I'm using too, too specific. My terms are too specific. Wait, let me find. Um, it's trying to hold an energy form together. It's trying to hold an energy gate together. It's trying to be, you know, those things in the office, you know, those, uh, those, those toys that they keep recycling 
they they conserve the motion. Those balls that it hits and then and then it flies away and then it hits again and it flies away and hits again. It's trying to conserve the energy. That's what like a baby altar is. It's trying to conserve the energy within a system so that even if you already let go of the intention, it's still running without you. You see what I mean? Okay. Now, the thing is, I wanted to emphasize that it's a physical altar because as much as we have energetic prayers, mantras, chants, you know, visualizations for certain healing forms like imagining a dome of protection and stuff like that the thing is that the physical really okay physicalizing these intentions like like sacredly arranging objects makes these energy forms last longer it's just law (laughs) Okay, it's like out of all of the elements, the physical is the slowest, is the densest, is also the most, you know, permanent, quote unquote, because nothing is really permanent. But you see what I mean of how this is the densest form. So if your prayers are inscribed in a dense way, right, they kind of last longer. Okay, and the thing is that if you channel a lot of energies and intentions, and you don't give a different form, it just goes through your body, right? And your body can pay the price. You can get really tired, you can get exhausted, you can, a lot of like your illnesses could flare up. Um, A lot of like the baggage is just weighed down on you, okay? So this is why they're emphasizing the transfiguratory nature of specific altars okay so this is not your main altar this is a different altar that you're offering for the collective for a specific task okay and i'll talk about the specific task in a bit but i'm just showing you the reasoning behind creating a specific physical thing so maybe you're not into altars maybe you make an object right you make a specific sword or you bury certain stones in a certain plant. But the the emphasis on the physicality still exists, okay? So for people who are really into um, uh, ritual magic, might be very familiar with the things that I'm throwing around. <laughs> like the ideas that I'm throwing around, the whole, oh, let's write on stones and shit. But um, if you're not familiar, it's fine. It's just really allying yourself with the physical. Okay, is that? I hope that is clear. <laughs> I love how I'm still asking questions, <laughs> as if someone is replying to me. <laughs> okay, anyway, let me let me move on to the next aspect that they want me to talk about. So, one is physical um, altars. Number two is that they want you to be very specific with your mode of engagement. Uh, what do I mean by this? You remember how I keep talking about how you need to tap into your soul's gifts because your gifts are the infinite part of you or the part of you that has access to infinity easier because you're always like ultimately wonderfully infinite but you know your human doesn't remember that right there's parts of you where you're like ah i have better leverage with this right it's kind of like oh the aries part of marie is better at leveraging change right so what i'm trying to say is that the specific gifts that you want to send to these crises ought to be specific so that they are infinite and that they are leveraging from a point of view possibility that you have a lot of. Okay, now I know this sounds very theoretical, but let's make it very, very you know simple with an example. So for example, you have a lot of anger, you have a lot of rage, you believe in the human dignity, um, and you feel really allied with a lot of volcanoes. You're just pissed a lot, like me. <laughs> you're just, you just have a really strong Martian warrior archetype. Maybe you're, you have some Mars placements, Pluto. Uh, you have a bit of Saturn placements, you're hardy, you're pissed, right? So I want you to already command 
because so you already have a better relationship to this ideally okay you ideally have a better relationship to this volcanic capacity because it's a big part of you right so when you speak to conflict or you speak to the collective miasma to the collective energies you're saying or you're intoning that hey all martian aspects all scorpionic plutonic saturnian aspects you hard ass angry motherfuckers hi it's me one of your best friends i understand where y'all coming from y'all coming from pain and i understand that y'all want to rip something apart i am with you i understand how gratifying that is however we know that and then you could really personalize this we know that if we allow this spitball fire to get away with us you know get its way with us it could burn our loved ones right it could it could burn our own bodies right so i would like to all for all those who are willing to listen right in all dimensions timelines locations and then you could cite specific locations like Gaza and Israel and be like hey i want to personally invite you that what will what we will go and destroy now with our martian energies is the old world order is scarcity is the concept that someone else needs to lose something for me to be you know to have more this lack of creativity this boring way of thinking of things and because you're coming from a place of sameness meaning you're speaking from a sense of almost filial filial familiarity right an aspect of me is martian an aspect of all of this stressful shit is martian right in the same way that you talk yourself through your martian qualities of hey let's destroy the correct things wisely right with full consciousness you're also speaking to the collectives hey you y'all martian aspects let's have fun and direct things to the right conscious aspects as well you see what i mean so what happens is that your intentions aren't I do want to talk about borrowed prayers later, but it's not as okay, let me just write it down. But what happens is that your intentions for the collective is you're like a little fractal for it. And it's leveraging with a lesson that you already know, with a sincerity and grace that you already believe, right? And in this way, your prayers become very sincere because it's like those stray martian aspects is just like your stray martian aspects you see what i mean so it doesn't become abstract um your leverage for i really want to emphasize that your personal power your personal infinite power is needed so the specificity becomes more potent Okay. The reason why borrowed prayers or like prayers that are usually, you know, invoked by traditions and lineages also work is cuz they're like super highways. People are used to saying mote it be or they're used to saying om, they're used to saying amen, right? So it has even me saying it, I can feel the reverberations of those lineages leverage what I'm saying right so those work as well the reason why i'm um requesting that people be more personal with their prayers right now is because those are like extra lines extra uplinks uh extra you know those mycelium webbings of what opens up possibilities because you're like a unique tunnel frame of specific streams and timelines. Anyway, um I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to get too metaphysical here, so I th- I hope that was clear. And 
once you do that, I would like you, I would invite you to offer a thing, a habit that you do every day for that prayer. So that again, it's cyclical. So you you form an altar that, you know, grounds it. But at the same time, you offer like a physical thing that happens a lot. So examples. The sun is rising and setting every day. You breathe in and out almost, you know, every so often, every moment. So for every rise of the sun and every inhale, we invoke the way, the abundant future, right? Abundant in its kindness, compassion, forgiveness, rectification, healing, transfiguration, right? And every time the sun sets, every time you exhale, all that is unwilling to usher itself into the new world we we let go of we we love we forgive we pay respect to and let go of and as the sun sets every time the sun sets we invoke the skies and all that which goes to sleep to also help these aspects of existence to go to sleep and rest have its eternal rest finally as well. Satnam, I let it be. You see that? Okay. So this is how your everyday life, right? Your breathing, right? The sun rising and setting becomes your prayer for for the world and the collective that you're asking to become, right? And you can pick like a everyday thing that happens by the way, this is always, once you do this once, just say it's always true until I say it's not, right? So that you don't always think about it every time you breathe. That's impossible. So it's, it just is. Okay. So another thing you can do, um, I'll give more examples. Another thing could be every time I drink water and expel water, right? I'm drinking true nourishment. My body absorbs true. Um, exactly what it needs, it releases exactly what it, it lets go of. So, you know, for example, you're super aligned with water, like you have really strong cancer placements or something. You're like, you know, as my tears flow, as I drink my water, as and as my body expels water, I invoke um, all that needs to be circulated in and out. Um, I honor the the infinite wheel of nourishment, right? I align myself with the infinite wheel of nourishment and I allow the new world to be nourished, right? And I allow what is decayed, stagnant to flow and out, right? So even your fucking peeing and drinking water, right? Suddenly becomes always a holy act, always a holy act of nourishment and expulsion of circulation even your fucking sweating will be allied with expulsion okay so if you involve something like a bodily mechanic like the water thing and the breathing thing um you that this is why i started with body um allyship because that's going to be a little bit more intense because it's close to you um, it's close to the switchboard that is your body, right? The phenomenon feels closer to you. Whereas if you program it with the sun, right? It's a little bit more like <laughs> it's a little bit more further away from your point of consciousness if you're usually in your body, right? Okay. So, but I wanted something to be every day that you do that you like, that you're allied with. So maybe every time you clean, you clean the world as well. Right? Every time, or some, what if cooking is holy to you? What if you're cooking, you're always digesting um, what needs to be incorporated? You're always serving cooking for the world, right? Or maybe you really like, like, folding your blanket, okay? And then in indigenous cultures, a lot of like blanket patterns are you know a pattern of the world is the patterns of their prayer right and maybe you have a favorite blanket the blanket you use or the blanket that you've inherited and you're like oh this is the world 
I see everyone in this. And every time I sleep with it, I fold it, right? I launder it. I care for the world. See, this is this is kind of what I'm trying to gun for for everybody. Um, your living prayer for the world forward is not only simple and mundane and everyday, something that almost just happens. It just happens every day. You you drink water every day, right? You breathe every day. You ideally fold blankets every day. But what I'm trying to say is that it the 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 invocation for the future just becomes habit. It just becomes a thing that just naturally arrives every day. And because its function, right? Its energetic direction is so simplified, right? Like water as circulation, breathing as inhale, exhale, right? Lights on, lights off, right? Because it's energetic direction, quality, uh, configuration (laughs) is so simplified to its essence. It's the essence that is translated for the world, okay? And I can I can definitely channel a more complicated uh, shamanic journey right now to help transfigure the world and maybe I could end a little bit with something like that. But uh, Spirit really wanted me to talk about the body magic, right? The altar work and the everyday mundane prayer work because enchanting our life or aligning our life, uh, weaving meaning into our life is the task. Because life is the energetic force, is spirit. And if you could do this, right? If you could do this, it's like uh, it's like a really good chiropractor or masseuse really just, you know, really just squished you into proper alignment. Right, because you allied yourself with these larger forces, these larger collective stories. Right, and I offer this because um, not only is it more habitual, mundane, everyday, it's integrated. It also tends to be safer. Okay, because you don't involve or project your energy, you don't enmesh it too much with what people, uh, what a lot of lineages and people who are suffering are going through. Right, you don't. You're not receiving the blowback directly, okay? And that's why it becomes safer. All right. If anybody has like very specific questions, feedback, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Message me if you want specific readings for this. So, for example, you want to do sessions together, or maybe even one of your groups wants to do it with me. Don't hesitate to ask. Um, and. Okay, we will end with a bit of a ceremony all together, uh, with a little bit of a visioning together. Uh, I I do like describing things beforehand so that people feel like they're really involved on a consent basis. So we're going to be asking for the healing of lineages and for miracles. Okay, so uh, we are going to go to the heart. Hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, they're also saying that uh, free energy for all, right? Infinite free energy for all for that transition to be made as easily and as gracefully as possible. So for people who aren't as educated with the conflicts these days, um, a lot of uh, the geopolitics around the Middle East is uh, our, our <laughs> is basically 5D chess to get specific oil reserves uh, and energy places to get energy resources, but in a very limited and, you know, monopoly monopoly energy way, okay? And the thing is, the future in which all energy is free and infinite, meaning we just harvest it directly from the sun via satellites or something else, like with Tesla coils, you know, they, it can't ground because of this consciousness in the geopolitics, right, of, of the people, okay? So that's what we're going to um, pray for. So oppression of lineages, uh, the geopolitics of 
uh, free energy. And I think I mentioned one more thing. Uh, ah, miracles. Yeah. If you need some time to get ready, like for example, you really do want to get yourself involved with this. You want to get uh, candles, your specific tools. Maybe you have a crystal or you have a favorite pen. You want to sketch while I'm talking or you want to lie down and visualize or be in a specific space. Uh, feel free to do that right now. Um, I'm also just writing the intentions so that I don't forget them. Uh, just trust yourself with whatever feels right for you to get and need. And of course, this recording is going to be available anyway in the future, right? In case you feel like you want to approach this at a different mind space, all right? Okay. If that's all good and settled, uh, you can now let us now begin and invoke all that which to wants to assist, all gates, all guides, all timelines, all dimensions. One, two, three, five, three. And really open up the capacities for all of us to invoke and hold all together a future in which a reality in which one the lineages of the oppressed and the oppressors find release and healing. I see you and your stories. I bow down to all of your sacred hearts. I bow down, sense, feel, and honor all of your shame, all of your rage, all of your pain. I recognize the logic of your actions. I recognize the illogicness of your own trauma and what you have done because of all of this. I fall down into, into these gates where there are gaping wounds of how the oldest and oldest of your hurts. And I see the large gaping holes of pain and I really ask from every corner, every aspect that is of desiring to assist for this pain to resolve itself, for the kernel of its wisdom to be revealed in the hearts of its hearts. You allow and feel the very pit of this heart emerging, bursting out almost like a persistent, persistent, Persistent yet strong, lotus flower, asking, asking to ignite, regenerate, reconfigure, renew, reorient a master of stories, to restory, to remake, rebirth, reborn all these histories of oppression and oppressors. We allow and intone a rebirth, a rebirth of all these histories of oppression and oppressors. We bow down, we bow down and ask for assistance and support, dear sweet miracles to resolve echoes, echoes. May the strongest and our most divine aspects protect others' most divine and holy aspects, sacred awakenings and fires, knowings, wisdoms, revelations, for them to know how and why they participated in these actions. We hold them in infinite grace and trust and love. All of their souls that chose this experience. We send them, we send them all that 
is natural from the spring of ourselves. We also intone from all aspects willing to participate from Uranus and Jupiter specifically, all land spirits specifically, miracles from every direction, miracles astounding, miracles from every direction to realize with great ease, to realize and assist with great ease, a harmonization with great ease, harmonization with great ease justice realized a love that is just a love that is compassionate a love that transcends and knows and includes all that repairs the land repairs the people that repairs the rest and repairs fair work May all global unions, uh, global organizations, all networks, all soul families and lineages involved in these lessons and in these stories feel all the more open and involved and easefully opening up to the transcendent nature of loving of loving and protecting the all allow all of our hearts and all of the hearts of hearts of all of these soul groups lineages all of these gates all of these gates to remember the infinite possibilities of miracles of radical forgiveness of radical rectifications of radical inclusion of radical love and abundance of radical cooperation of radical clear seeing may all come home and come one may all come to realize the future that we all desire to be born into We also ask divine assistance from all possible corners and dimensions. We bow and ask sincerely from the depth of all, 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 all hearts that the abundant energy, the realization of free energy arrive for our manifest physical civilizations now and that it arrives as peacefully as gracefully as possible and so it is we understand There have been tries for power, suppression, control. We see the fear that governs them, the scarcity that impales them, that chokes them. We see you and we love you. And yet, this infinite dance of stars and eyes, of awakened hearts and fiery wills through the course of all miracles that could be requested, we ask that infinite and free resources, energies, and support be made available for all free energy and support be made available for all lineages, timelines, beings, dimensions. We would love to evolve our sense 
of harmony and respect. Please aid us in knowing and really learning, shifting, harmonizing with our groups with greater fervor, dedication, commitment, willingness, openness to learn, involve, cooperate. We are here willing to learn, know, involve, and cooperate. May all our dimensional selves align and involve and this beautiful and equal exchange for requesting miracles and this easeful, easeful transition to benefit us all. And this we pray and we ask as it may be. utter your name, you utter other intentions, nuances, prayers, offerings, exchanges as these gates stay open for your dreams to be made manifest for our futures forward full intentions to bless the all. We come here and honor the sacred task of invoking and bringing our future love here and now. If you so wish, I will leave recording extra silence for your possibilities to be held through. can be made manifest. Her love can be made manifest and so it is. Satnam. We all the energies seek and find fruition auto recycled, regenerative, exponentially gaining. <laughs> Gaining energy and even speed, and ripple out in a way into our physical realities and bodies in the most easeful and graceful way possible. And so it is, and so it may be, Satnam. Sincerely, at least on this end, Maria. I'll leave a little bit of the audio just to fade out. I'll see everybody next week <laughs> for another episode of this podcast. Just leave the recording on for a bit until the energies kind of close out. <laughs>